Welcome to Glass Onion Minute. I'm your host for this week, Parker Parkinson. Joining me is my guest, Alice Lauren. Hi, Alice. Hi, how are you doing? Doing good. For this minute, minute number 107, the 107th minute, from one hour, 46 minutes and zero seconds in, to one hour, 46 minutes and 59 seconds in. In this minute, Blanc plays for time while Helen starts looking. So we start with Helen getting a snoot full of hot sauce. Everyone inside right now. Shouldn't we? She's not going anywhere. Inside. It's time to finish this. (gasps) And then Blanc leads everyone back inside and starts to do his uh, end of murder mystery grand reveal drawing room talk. It makes no sense. This makes perfect sense. Duke, Andy, this weekend, this ridiculous game that started well before we set foot on this island. Will you explain it to us all then, Detective? No. I can peel back the layers, I can take it to a point, but what lies at the center? Only one person can tell us who killed Cassandra Brand. While Helen looks desperately for the uh, for the envelope with the we hope the the napkin in it, that's the I was gonna say MacGuffin, but it's not, it's not actually it's really a MacGuffin. It's but it's it's the big find. It's the real. It's the evidence. The receipts for what's been going on. Who? Well, I keep returning. In my mind, to the glass onion. That's pretty much it. We have that's that's our that's our minute. Uh, what what did you find particularly grabby in this minute? I mean that ridiculous blonde wig. That looks. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know why. You know, it grabbed me at first. She's getting up and she's like, ah, and that wig is just man. It's a, her hair is a lot askew. Um, yeah. 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 I. I I, we mentioned this kind of last time about the, the the droplet of hot sauce, but that that tension. I liked hearing everyone freaking out while he's telling like, "It's she's not going anywhere. Go back inside." Uh, yeah, yeah, that's that's what it was. I well, was like, as soon as I saw that, I'm like, "Oh yes, of course. That's that's perfect. That's how you make sure. Should we like grab her now? No, no, no. It's okay. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you all who did the murder, but to leave the body alone. We're gonna go back inside now, and then I'll yeah, don't look outside. Yeah, yeah. And they're all so invested that they're just gonna do what he says. Yeah, I thought that was was you know was smart and it was believable because everyone is freaking out. It's gonna they're gonna follow directions, and then he's got everyone inside. And everyone is very carefully arranged in a way that's, <laughs> I, it didn't, it doesn't bother me at all. I don't mean this is criticism in, in that sense, but it is very funny to me how he walks everyone in and they look arranged in the way that you would definitely block a shot and in the way no one would actually naturally stand, but they're all like in a horseshoe, you know, with, uh, with, with, uh, brought at the, at the end. And uh, and all looking at Blanc as he's you know going to deliver the denouement and explain what has been going on and who's behind all of this. It's very it's very cinematic. It looks very much like a movie, and also not like people would 
arrange themselves in a room in real life. And that was kind of funny to me. Uh, and the whole scene is places funny now because the when we saw this before, it seemed like this was about Blanc revealing who the murderer is. And now that I'm, you know, I'm watching it while he's clearly trying to string everyone along to give Helen as much time as possible to find the, the, the envelope. It looks like that. It looks like he's saying things very slowly and stringing things along to, to just play for time. And that is, that is, it's pretty funny. And they look like they're like standing at the, whatever Avengers, whatever it is, home base, you know, and then you see in the back that, uh, that that, that shirtless man that uh, reminds me of Watchmen, you know, Oh, the the, the 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 painting or the sculpture? Because there's a painting in the uh, background. What is it? Is him. it like a tank? What well, looks like a tank with a shirtless man in it? In, in the in that green thing? Is that a painting? Is that that looks to me? I don't know why I was, I see that and it looks. Oh, there's like a tank below, a tank but there's there's a right with a specimen. <laughs> right behind and to the right of Blanc's face as he's talking, and the camera is zooming in on him. There's a there's an Edward Norton painting. It's of a of a naked, at least from the chest, from the from the waist up, naked and very buff uh, Miles Braun slash Edward Norton. Um, yeah, but there's like a tank under it. Okay, uh, that is a tank. Like yeah, no, yeah, no, I'm not, I know there was a picture of Miles, but yeah. I was like, that's a tank with like a super soldier looking, you know, buff. <laughs> shirtless man i'm like what is this am i in that you know i'm watching watchmen am i watching a marvel film <laughs> this might as well have been a Mar- this could have turned into a marvel film at any second well it does have the uh uh a fitting cast i could imagine and we oh have we actually God. have some marvel cast we have uh um from, from <laughs> yeah 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 uh, i'd say i can't believe that they got this you know, incredible, you know, big name cast, but I mean, they had it for Knives Out. Um, kind of weird that they, you know, completely switch things over a whole new, you know, group of people. I don't know if I would have hoped that, you know, Knives Out 2, so to speak, was, you know, completely different cast of characters. I could have imagined, and I'm, it wouldn't shock me if at some point, um, we see um, Marta pop up again, the the, mm-hmm. the the real protagonist from Knives Out. Um, yeah. Anna, Anna de, de Armas? Armas. Yeah. Yes, Anna de Armas. It wouldn't surprise me to see her or like um, uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, who is definitely a a Ryan Johnson favorite. He's cast him in, a, in oh, several yeah. things. He played the lead in Brick. It wouldn't surprise me to see him like, pop up that would be cool i would like to see more of you know uh Jamie Lee Curtis, like, yeah. Zimbabwe, yeah um even as as different characters or as the or as the same character that would be neat oh um, yeah that would be interesting but, too yeah there's yeah. a I, I i like that moment in in here where they're they're all assembled we see um we see Catherine hahn is in there um leslie Adam jr uh I, I guess well duke isn't there because uh he's He's dead by this point, um, but all they of their like the hot one. Yeah, they killed the hot one quick. How dare they? <laughs> um, almost everybody else is there. 
I guess we don't have um uh we don't have Peg who is the um she's Bertie's secretary. Mm-hmm. Um she's not there. So I, th- I assume she's like been been in, in her in bed the whole time. Um but everybody else is there. What is and... this like? I mean, just I mean before the assemblance of of people this interesting statue when Helen is, is running, it looks like a hand. Oh, in the hallway? Yeah, in the hallway. It looks like the genie's hand from Aladdin, you know? It um, it looks... So I don't know if it's supposed to be, but it looks like... It looks like Thing from the Addams Family. Yeah. Thing did... If you... I don't, I don't know. Uh, you, you, you're younger than me. You might not remember these, but... <laughs> Um, back when the yellow pages were a thing that they felt they had to sell, sure. um, uh, thing from the Adams family did commercials for the yellow pages. This is one of the oldest sounding sentences I have spoken in my <laughs> life. I remember when thing from the Adams family did commercials for the yellow pages and it began, they had, their slogan was, let your fingers do the walking. And they showed oh, okay. Thing, if you ever heard that, children, that slogan. And they showed Thing, I'm doing hand, hand signs now, which all the podcasters can definitely see. Uh, they showed Thing from the Adams Family, like, walking through, kind of, like, turning the yellow pages, pages, the phone book, children, uh, turning the pages and, you know, like, looking at businesses with his fingertip eyes. Um, and this lo- this looks like a hand walking on its fingers like thing flipping through the yellow pages. I but only like two fingers. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if that's what it's supposed to be, but to me, that's what it looks like. It looks like thing from the Adam, from the Adams family when he was doing the, I mean, when he's walking around in general, but also when he's doing the, um, the, the, the yellow pages, which is funny in the original series, the original Adams Family series, we were so off topic. The original Adams Family series, Thing didn't walk around because Thing was just, there were a bunch of boxes around and Thing was just a person's hand that would come out of like, they would open up a box and Thing would come out, the hand would come out. It was just like someone was underneath the table or whatever, putting their hand up through a hole in the table, through a hole in one of the boxes. And Thing wasn't like floating free. In the cartoons... And in um, like in the one day, I know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and in 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 like the recent movies and series, like the starting with like the Rule Julia, they could actually do that. They could show a thing like skittering around the house. But I don't. I think that was the first time we saw that like on on screen. Before then, I believe in the in the original drawings because Adam's family began as like single panel newspaper cartoons. You know, mm-hmm. kind of like the Far Side. Um, and in those, thing could, you know, be like a free roaming severed hand. But in the original TV series, he was always like a would pop out of a box, like a like a like a jewelry box, and like open up a, like a fancy wooden box, and just someone's arm would reach out and do stuff. But that's what it looks like to me. It is is definitely a house of weird crap. Uh, this sort of like strange statues, and a lot of it's clearly very vain i mean like the like the big painting of of himself shirtless and incredibly buff i think that is him that's that that is 
bronze slash Edward Norton. Like, yeah, yeah. The big painting of him. It's behind Daniel Craig in this scene where he's explaining, you know, or about to explain what's up. Oh, I see how it is. It's there is a tank, and the, okay, because I was like, it just looks like the whole thing is a tank, but now I see. That is really weird because they're similar color, huh? Yeah, there's another painting over there near there where there's a lot of that same color green as well, yeah. and the gla- there's a lot of glass stuff around, which confuses it too. He's got those pedestals with like glass figurines and weird glass sculptures. I really like the the change here, where before this scene was very, it was very tense murder mystery. The grand reveal is about to come out, and now it's very clear that it's just Blanc is just stringing these people along. The real action is happening wherever Helen is, as she's desperately searching for, uh, for the envelope. And as as Blanc has said. The one room she hasn't had a chance to look in yet, which is at the center of the glass onion. Yeah. I would love to know more about that color palette, because as the last, you know, minute yesterday was white, this one is is green. I mean, you know, I was saying that, oh, you know, I'm just confused because the tank is green, the painting is green, but the walls, people's clothing, again, green. Yeah, Odom's got a a, a green suit on. Birdie is wearing uh, that, like... Like a bright, a bright light green. Um, Miles has a, I think a green, like a crew neck shirt. Um, I've forgotten her name. Duke's girlfriend. Oh, whiskey. I was going to say Hennessy. Yeah, I think whiskey. Whiskey, whiskey. Whiskey is wearing a red dress. Um, And then Claire, uh, Catherine Hahn's character, has... What might be a very, very, very light green, because it's not quite cream color. It's like it's like slightly tinted green, uh, or like like an olivey, like a very, very, very light, but we're all washed out, very pale uh, dress as well. But yeah, you're right. It is very. It's gone very green, which I guess is fitting for being at the center of the onion. This is like the sprout at the center of the onion. Oh yeah, these are all onion colors. We'll have to. So well, this, this this fits. We've gone from the white on the outside of the onion to yeah. the green at the center of the onion, where there's actually life going on. Something is happening here. The oh. outside is the dead stuff. We've got the inside, the live stuff. There's also a... Um, well, we end. This minute ends with that shot of the onion. You said it reminded you of something. Oh, um, I mean, I was. I think I was saying that more with like... The, you know, Marvel Watchmen set. Uh, but actually, looking at that um, Onion now, though, I, you know, it reminds me of, you know, obviously onions make you cry, but also, like, if you look at, like, tears on a microscope. Like, oh, yeah, it has a... Sort of composition as well, and I'm like, inter- you know, I just, I, that was interesting. It has a very... Like an onion slash tears under a microscope. It has a very crystalline... Um structure if and it's very regular if you if anyone listening if if you're familiar with the crystalline entity from star trek the next generation it looks like you're looking through that it looks really cool um yeah it's it's neat it's a neat image the the glass onion itself do do you know the beatles song i know of it yeah i don't think i know the beatles song. so it's it's a 
it's a joke of a song in the it's it's kind of a sequel to strawberry fields sort of strawberry it starts out with saying I, I told you about strawberry fields. Now I'm going to tell you about this. Uh, and I think it was, but it's, it's full of, re- it's a song of references. It was kind of like, it was John Lennon in particular poking fun at all of the things people said his songs meant all the like, Oh, who's this guy with diamonds is actually LSD. And mm-hmm. you know, this song is actually about this. And this song is about Paul being dead and, and like all of like the weird goofy theories or interpretations people had. And so his idea was to make a song that was like kind of all about that or suggesting weird interpretations to throw in kind of everything he could. So it's, it's really a song about BS you know, mm-hmm. and and about just looking deep, but not actually being deep. So it fits that like that's that's it's kind of well. Broad's thing. You know, it's it looks deep. It looks like there are layers, but it's actually just it's just a joke. It's like it's it's just a goof there. The layers don't mean anything. Uh, they have really nothing to do with anything. And, and there's no deeper meaning. It's just a front, which fits <laughs> I think it's actually we should talk more about that in our next minute uh, mm-hmm. or our upcoming stuff so let's see we talked about uh, the some of the goofiness of the set dressing here their change from white to green uh, we get the great moment at the beginning with Janelle Monet and that hot sauce dripping on her nose I wonder if they use real hot sauce for that I hope not for Jean-Louis sake, because uh, man, that would sting. Uh, and I'm impressed at her. She manages to hold hold herself still, that Helen holds herself for as long as she does. And then we get Blanc stringing the, the rest of the group along while he talks about how he... It ends with him saying, I always go back to the glass onion. And that's our finish. We've left the few behind now. We just have kind of like movie sound music like uh uh you know the a uh, little bit of a drop in that uh while Jean Monet is Helen is looking around and then it builds up again while he's going to do the reveal that's really about it yeah when did I mean part of me is like when did they and maybe it's just more like a vocal thing but when did they see her I feel like we, we don't see a shot of them being like oh my god you know <laughs> Oh, I, it's while she's on the ground. We we zoom in on her, and so yeah. we're looking at her, and and that that droplet of hot sauce. Yeah. But you can hear like Catherine Hahn, like at then shouting, you know. Um, I think it's the very end of the last minute and the very beginning of this one. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah, you hear them like, singing. Like, yeah. It seems like a weird choice to not see. They're, you know, yeah. Well, la- last time, reaction. last time we saw this scene, we saw them, and we weren't looking at Helen because we thought we thought Helen was Andy and that she was dead. And in this version of the scene, we're just looking at her and the hot sauce, and um, and then we switch back to their perspective when we see Helen run by that room on her way to, you know get to the glass onion to to take a peek in there for the envelope and then that's it well our our question for this week we kind of talked about a little before 
uh, or for this for this day rather, our question for this day, we're talking about general feelings on murder mystery films. I can talk more about mine. You did mention that you fell asleep during um, murder on the Orient Express. <laughs> yeah, now, maybe Express. I was just tired. I don't know, but I also no, it's valid. It's feel a... like maybe it wasn't as great. Yeah, what's yeah. Your... I mean, it's yeah, something no, I, I would definitely retry. I think it had mixed reviews. What's your What's your Do you have a favorite murder mystery film? Oh my gosh, I'm trying to think. Or a favorite um, kind? Favorite kind? Yeah, I think I'm still working my way through it. I mean, yeah, I mean, I feel like a lot of these movies and other, you know, movie by minute podcasters know this, but I come into a lot of movies pretty late. So, you know, in the past few years, like I've seen Clue, you know, like all those kinds of things. Oh, um, Clue is I'm, I, phenomenal. Oh, yeah. I, I do think so. I'm curious. I'm curious to know what this Brick movie is that you you've been referring to. Oh yeah, um, so Brick is a is a Ryan Johnson movie. It's mm-hmm. an earlier. It's one of his first movies. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that came out in like early two thousands, mm-hmm. like oh four oh five, and that starred. Uh, that star Joseph Gordon-Levitt as the main character. He was young then, and it's a film noir, but happens in high school. So um, Joseph Gordon-Levitt is like the detective character, but he's like a high school student, oh, okay. and and all of the like the the villain is a, a all, like the everyone is is in high school. So it all takes a strike school, but it's also all very it's high stakes. Uh, it just happens that like like the 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 organized crime kingpin is you know is also a high school student is all of these are it really happens in high school in this world of high school but it's uh it's pretty solid like I it's not just good as a neo noir it's it's a really good movie I that is I think that was Ryan Johnson's first direction actually that was I'm looking it up right now to be sure. Yes, two thousand five, and that was his first. That was his. That was the first movie he directed. At least his first like feature length direction. Uh, has he had a lot of these murder mystery films? Because I think I know he did. He's done a, a Looper. Am I making that up? <laughs> yeah, yeah, he did Looper. Looper was like his next and like a Star Wars big that thing. Wouldn't like, but <laughs> uh, yeah, I honestly, I. Th- I think it's one of the best Star Wars. He did uh, Brick, uh, the brother, the the brothers Bloom, which is also like it's like a it's a caper, but it's not like a it's not like a murder mystery. Okay. Um, Looper, which has like you know it's it's got a it's got a murdery mystery aspect. That's to more it. of a time travel movie, right? Yeah, that's the time travel. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, the brothers Bloom are con men. Uh, then Looper is like a time travel thing. It's it's but it's got there's 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 killing it in there. Uh, mm-hmm. Then there's Star Wars: The Last Jedi, and then Knives Out, and then Glass Onion. Okay. Those are his features. And then he's also done some other stuff, like some short film and some TV stuff. Um, but those are like the and so if you haven't seen Brick, I would say as a if you're looking for like a cool murder mystery, especially if you like film noir at all yeah i was gonna say what are the quintessential you know murder mystery movies to see yeah i mean i i think 
for like modern stuff, I would I think I might put Brick up there. I mean, murder mystery is I'm I'm mostly probably like a sci-fi nerd more than anything else. But uh, if I were gonna make a list of like modern murder mysteries, especially if I were gonna make a list of of like neo noir, I would probably put Brick high up there. Uh, and then some of my favorite mysteries would include some film noir that are not necessarily murder mysteries, even though there is kind of that to them. Like, I think probably like Knives Out or not I'm gonna say Knives Out. Um, Maltese Falcon is like a, a classic. Uh, and that's, not a, that's more film noir than it is murder mystery. They're they're after a, a, a MacGuffin. That is the um, the, the Maltese Falcon. Uh, and that's a favorite. Um, if you if if you liked uh, around the same time, um, another movie came out called Stir of Echoes with Kevin Bacon that has a similar um, kind of urban horror fantasy ness to it, but it's much more about the adult character who is the father of the kid instead of like being his therapist as a uh, six senses. And that's he, Kevin Bacon is that guy. He's the dad who is trying to solve a murder. It is a murder mystery. Um, and six Sense is not really that it's really more about the kid and like yeah. him, like dealing with his gift and uh, Stir of Echoes is a dude kind of all of a sudden gets this gift and is uh, is being haunted by um, this murder mystery. And then he figures he's it's like his he needs to figure it out to kind of like put this to bed and stop seeing stuff. Um, and then his his son also um, sees things. But yeah, um that's a cool one to check out in terms of like, it's, it's more, it's like six cents, but more like a murder mystery. Uh, that's, yeah. that's a fun one. Um, if you're looking for comedy, uh, I mean, clue is probably the ultimate. There are a couple of other, you know, famous uh, comedy murder mysteries or comedy, like kind of like that. Uh, Probably the other most famous one would be uh, Murder by Death, um, which is which is pretty solid. Um, it's not um, it's not as good as Clue, but it's also has kind of like a you know gathering everyone together for a for a murder mystery party. There's a Clue remake coming out. I think I've heard about. Um, that's supposed to happen, but I'm, but then, you know, they were talking about that like last year, but then like with the writer strike and the SAG strike, I don't know what's been going on with that. Um, if it's, if it's still happening or what the deal is, I think Ryan Reynolds was involved in that. And, uh, yeah. Um, one of my, this is, I really skipping around here in terms of like genre, but one of my favorites that. I think I would still put in this category is uh, Arsenic and Old Lace. Uh, sort of. It's more of a comedy than like a mystery. Okay. So if, if you're the play, there's a movie adaptation starring Cary Grant that's really funny. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's a good comedy. And, and also, I don't know what else the, the, the old ladies who play his aunts 
ever did. Um, I don't know them as actresses uh, aside from our second old lace, but they're they're both really good. And also the dude who plays his his cousin Teddy is really good. Um, it's that's a really fun movie. All right. Well, I think that is it for this minute, Alice. Uh, Alice, thank you very much for joining me. Would you like to plug anything? My Twitter is at Pod Socialite. Uh, my TikTok is Podcast Socialite. Uh, yes, thank you to <laughs> the host of Boulder a minute who gave me that nickname of Podcast Socialite. Um, but yeah, you can. Uh, find a lot of the the podcasts that I guest on. I guess on a ton of movies by minute podcasts, um, and yeah, I'm sure they'll be on on my Twitter. I post about them all the time. I posted about them in the past, so yeah, follow me there. Very cool. Find Alice and talk to her about movies. You can find Glass Onion Minute on Twitter at. At Glass Onion Min, all one word. Please rate, review, subscribe to Glass Onion Minute on your podcatcher of choice. Goodbye, Alice, and we'll see you tomorrow for our next minute, Minute 108.